Welcome to Serially Hook Star Wars. My name is Rashad, and with me is Chris. We are your hookers. And today, you know, with the end of the year coming up, we wanted to get together, reminisce about the great things of the year, but also rank our favorite and least favorite Star Wars things. I think it's a cool annual tradition. We should start. Right, Chris? Absolutely. I can't I can't wait. I'm so curious what your what your highs and lows of this our favorite franchise is. Oh my god, I can't wait as well. And programming reminders, this episode's coming out and obviously because you're listening to it. <laughs> um <laughs> later this week we should have an episode of DD coming out. It's been a while, so we're really excited to see where we're going there. Personally, I have no idea where we are, but I guess we'll when it comes out, I'll find out as well with you. Absolutely. And the week after, we have something very special coming your way because we decided to do a bracket of our favorite Star Wars droids. So we have a show off and there will only be one favorite droid at the very end. All right. And with that, may the force be with us. I mean, I I haven't I I have to say in the very beginning there are a few a few things I haven't watched. Uh, like I haven't watched Star Wars Resistance because you told me it's crap. It's showing up on my list somewhere. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. And I have also not watched the the new mini series that came out a few weeks or months ago. I'm not sure. I haven't watched that yet. Oh, Tales of the Jedi is so cute. I love that show so yeah. much. We should have an episode about it moving forward at some point. Yeah, we should we should do that. Um, I've been meaning to watch it, but just, you know, life gets in the way. And I'm just very happy to you know, talk about all of the other great things and the terrible things uh, that we have watched that is Star Wars related. And I think we should probably start with the worst. Without a doubt in my mind. <laughs> that'd be Otherwise, that'd be quite a bummer to end on it's like all the terrible things and i have to say like the batting average of of star wars is very is not good i'd say there are yeah. more bad things than good things and a, lo- a lot of meh things as well uh that i realized and <laughs> yeah i don't know it's it's a weird thing so just to clarify here we're going to do like four to one worst to even worst worst so one is the absolute worst and then yes. four is relatively better, right? Relatively speaking, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Just so that we're clear. So the worst of the worst will be number one for each of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's in reverse order of how we normally do things, obviously. So yeah. just so that we are aware of how we're doing this. And just so that we also can clarify, what are we talking about when it comes to Star Wars things? Because Star Wars has been divided into television shows, into movies, and which are also grouped into trilogies and all this. Like, How do we group all of the Star Wars things together? Yeah, that's a really good point. We're not talking about Star Wars books, by the way. Shocking to everyone. No, we're, we've decided to split everything up that in kind of what seem to us fair chunks. So every movie is a thing by itself, but every season of TV, for example, is a thing unto itself as well. So we're not just saying Clone Wars. We're saying Clone Wars and the specific seasons of it. 
and all of those go into a big pile of i think like 30 or so uh star wars media that we are just that we're like in the race yeah so i think that's a good way to do it i think like if you think about a movie even though a, a season of television is is objectively longer than a movie but in terms of story arcs that they t- kind of tell and track i think you know when we talk about seasons of television i think would be a commensurate with a singular movie and i guess just so that we're clear on this what's up for the table like what's on the table today right um obviously all those the original trilogies the sequel trilogy the prequel trilogy clone wars rebels um bad batch and all the and all the disney plus shows so bad batch obi-wan the mandalorian um ahsoka not ahsoka yet sorry um and or (laughs) (laughs) uh am i forgetting anything at the moment um Uh, tales of the jedi of course i i would i won't spoil anything that chris hasn't watched uh but mm -hmm. they everything is fair game in terms of ranking if that makes sense yeah yeah absolutely and i have no idea what's going i have i have a few things i'm pretty sure i know one of the things on your negative list and uh, i'm sure i know a few things on your positive list um but I'm, i just really don't know where this is going to go uh i think there could be some surprises in there i love it looking at my list the way i see it i don't think there's many surprises but okay because as we know if we were doing like a full rank of all star wars things which is insane I mean, within the realm of possibility for us, but for this purpose today <laughs> would have been insane. Um, then maybe there'd be more surprises. But in terms of like what's truly, truly awful and what's truly, truly great, I think there's actually yeah. not that many things. Um, but it's really just a, like a cl- like it's just like a huge cluster in the middle. But here we are. Yeah, it's true. Should we get into it, or how are you feeling? Let's let's do it. Do you want to start, or should I? I'll go. It's fine. So my number four worst thing, which is, I guess, not the worst of the worst, but uh, coming up to it, is, um, oh, sorry, I already gave myself away, Clone Wars Season 1. I think it is just quite awful. I mean, if you look at our rewatch list, that's why we we skipped most of it. It's basically useless. Um, I think it's, relative to the other things on this list, I think it is less objectively offensive and ruining everything that i love about star wars but i think it's just like complete waste of space waste of time to watch it adds no value to your life and if you just skip most of it you're perfectly fine and i almost never think of the first season of clone wars when i think of clone wars so i mean it's basically a pointless existence yeah, uh, I was wondering if you're going to pick it. I was I was thinking about it as well. But the thing is, I haven't watched all of it because you just told me not to. Uh, I think I just watched <laughs> half of it. And I, underst- I understand your rationale of, oh yeah, it's it's like just pointless in a way. But at least, you know, that's not as bad as being directly offensive to you know i think that's that's worse and at least it has some good things in it like cat bane is always fun ryloth is kind of nice in in there and i mean not in there necessarily but ryloth itself is cool um so that kind of gave me the um the reason to not include it instead i went uh with revenge of the sith which got it 
Wow, is, Revenge of the know, Sith this low. That's crazy. That's so crazy. I mean, that's not crazy. It's, a bad, <laughs> it's not a great movie, but like, that's quite low in my mind. That means the other two prequels are also on this list. I, logically, I would think, but I don't know. We'll find out. We will see. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was I was really thinking about it, but you know, as I said, I haven't. Wa- I have barely watched season one. I've I've only watched I don't know what was it seven eight episodes or something like that. So, uh, and I don't really remember it that much. Which on the one side can would probably help its case <laughs> to to like you know not include it in here, but also that means it wasn't as offensive as Revenge of the Sith was um and yeah it's a hot mess uh i'm not just talking about mustafa here it's just over the top everything um from dialogue to fight choreo um i guess at least in this movie anakin and obi-wan have some sort of relationship and ian mcdermott is always great um but it's still just bad and yes clone Wars season one is bad as well and especially especially like i mean of course the writing and everything but also the uh the animation is horrible uh obviously a sign of the time and how much we've come in the last 15 years but i don't know if for some reason i just went with my gut and put revenge of the sith on there the two good things that come out of the prequels john williams's score and obviously uh clone wars uh, which at least, which I think helped to make this movie less bad in my mind now. And I have to say, the the one thing that I actually like about the movie is, uh, you know, Order sixty six and the downfall of the Republic. All of that uh, is pretty enjoyable. I feel like, like which is weird to say, um, especially for me, of course, on brand. I think I sent you a meme of it like months ago uh all the younglings being killed uh uh, no please cut that (laughs) nope (laughs) sorry damn it um no that's obviously a joke but um i think that whole part is is you know is solid but yeah i don't know for some reason it just it was like yeah this is just this is worse than clone Wars season one i think even though it's shorter wow that i could not disagree more i think the highs of this show are that this movie are million times higher than anything in Clone Wars season one because like as you said you have Ian McDermott playing amazing I think that like the fights the choreography itself on Mustafar is amazing to watch obviously Order 66 is extremely powerful like I think there's things in that movie that are just like object I mean okay not a great movie from from beginning to end. Obviously, dialogue is the, probably the worst things about this movie. But you have some of the most memorable, even within the dialogue, which is terrible. You have some of the most memorable lines of Star Wars, like things like like not like a Je- not from a Jedi or whatever it is. Like you have some, I think, mm-hmm. some things in this movie which are surpass anything that you can see in the Clone Wars season one. And I think that, like in my mind, it's not about the lows. It's often about the highs. Like how high does something reach? And I think that Revenge of the Sith while it's not the best, it's not a good movie objectively. Like, I mean, from beginning to end, I should stop saying objectively because all of this is subjective, but (laughs) I think it's, it, it reaches some really like it reaches some relatively high highs. And I think the problem for me with Clone Wars season one is when I said it's something I don't think about often, I think it's just because it's so mediocre in the way that like it is so unmemorable in any way, shape and form. And it's just the tone of season one is just so uh, 
like obsessive with focusing about focusing on catering to children in a way that is it, it distracts from what's going on in the show. And not, like Star Wars is always a thing for children by and large, right? One a recent really large exception. But when we think about like season one of Clone Wars, it just, oh, it just, it, it, it irks me to think how bad that show was. And I guess one of the good things about it is that it's redeemed by subsequent seasons that do get better. Yeah. Um, but one of the problems with, you know, I think, I think it had to really, really start off so badly. And I think for me, Clone Wars season one is so close in terms of tone and, um, like direction towards Star Wars Episode Two, that it it actually in my mind is a, a, a somewhat of a piece with with that film, um, as opposed to having a darker tone. That I think, you know, you could argue that Clone Wars, sorry, Star Wars Episode Three, is the only prequel that actually has a purpose because it's the only prequel mm-hmm. that actually f- does what it's supposed to do: show the fall of Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> so in yeah. that sense, it has it has a meaning to exist in this universe, but alas, mm-hmm. uh, I think, I mean, Star- yeah, I think I, we would be all, uh, yeah, so whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with you. The, uh, the only thing in my mind is again, I haven't watched Clone Wars season one in its totality. So maybe, maybe I can't really, uh, think of it as as well as you can like in terms of judging how bad it actually is and i think also clone war season one is just the start of this podcast so i i kind of you know it has that going for it i suppose um yeah so i again it was it was a very very difficult decision but i don't know i just went i went old school and just took a prequel do it, do it. I should, I should have complained. It, this is all, this is all our opinions, right? <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, what's your number three? My number three is Star Wars Resistance season two. Mm. Just like a terrible regression. Like, I mean, okay, I know you haven't seen it. Star Wars Resistance is a bad show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Season one, I think, was fine. It was like maybe akin to like a middle season of Clone Wars, maybe. Um, but like it and visually was nice because it was the first Star Wars show that was or Star Wars animated show that was done with um, sort of more of like an anime style uh, visual palette as opposed to this computer 3D generated graphics. And it was nice. That was a refreshing thing to see. But holy crap, season two just really regressed in a way that just, it made me so upset and it made me lose hope in the show entirely. And it it angered me to a way that like, there are some moments in the season, especially near the end where I'm just like, I feel like I want to flip a table. And if you're going to make me want to <laughs> flip a table and have no redeeming qualities on top of it, what are you doing with your, why do you, why are you here? What are you? what are you doing and there is no better way to know that rotten tomatoes is an absolute bs by looking at rotten tomatoes now for this show and you see that it's at 92 percent rotten tomato score and wow that is an absolute that's just absolutely ridiculous i cannot believe this show is that high <laughs> because it is a terrible piece of 
garbage and the worst show that Disney Plus has put on since its inception related to Star Wars. Maybe they just switched the digits. I don't know. Um. <laughs> that would be too high for me, honestly. <laughs> yeah, or you just have to sub- you. It goes like it's like uh, inverse, so it's actually eight percent. Ah, that'd be nice. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, maybe everyone who just put like they meant they just got the whole metric confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, I I can't speak to that, but um, obviously, you warned me about this show and said we don't need to watch it, and you made me watch Clone Wars season one, so that's saying something. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I can. Thank you for sparing me. That is all I can say. Anytime. Yeah. See, the problem um, becomes, though, if it ever becomes important for the lore or for other stuff, we might have to go back and watch it, right? So part of the reason why we watched nope. Clone Wars <laughs> is because it is it informs a lot of other things as well. And you have to kind of start at the beginning. It'll be select few, obviously, because things are choices that are made. You kind of have to build a background for that. But, you know, for things that end up adding to the world, f- there becomes a purpose for it. But insofar as there is no purpose, because there is no current reason for its existence, plus its offensiveness, plus its like inability to create anything good, it just—it's absolute. It's—it's it's just a waste of time, honestly. If it ever comes up, I will just ask you about it, and you can explain it to me, so I don't have to watch it. That's just okay. my okay. decision. Um, so, okay, here's yeah. the here's the here's the rebuttal to that: is mm-hmm. that if I explained to you who Ahsoka was. That yeah, then okay. changes the perspective of also Clone Wars did become really good. But if we're talking about like, you know, what adds to the story, like, or if I explain to you who to you who Admiral Thrawn was, that's a better comp because Rebels doesn't reach the highs yeah. of Clone Wars. So oh, no. I think like then you actually but you have a better appreciation now of who Thrawn is, despite sticking through, you know, a, a mediocre show at best. So I think that there are um, reasons to sometimes watch like a show that is objectively not great um, as long as there's some like redeeming qualities and then it adds to something later on per, per, uh, per you know perhaps but uh we'll see in the end uh if it all it becomes worth it <laughs> i mean i i understand what you're saying but also you pick two of the best star wars characters ever created as ex- as examples and i don't think that's what happened in resistance <laughs> so far um, no but also through yeah. the first two seasons is it still of- ongoing yeah i think they're gonna do a third season i think oh i'm my not God. sure yeah i mean based on the end of the second season it looks like they're doing a third i'm not sure uh-huh. though because i haven't focused on the news of that show <laughs> like actively <laughs> yeah i get that um yeah because i haven't watched that show i just put phantom Menace as my number three um fair enough Definitely, definitely, definitely more insulting than Revenge of the Sith. Um, it has one, one of the best lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars in it. For it, sure. it has that going for it. The rest, though, is bad. And it's not insultingly bad like other movies, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. It has a lot of obviously boring depictions of politics and administration, and is just overall very bland. Um, but we have things, you know, an annoying child actor. I don't, I don't think it's you know as bad as the fandom has made it to basically bully the actor uh, for years. I don't think it's that bad, but it's just you know 
children, it's difficult. It's diff- we, we all know, everybody who listens to this, who has listened to previous Star Wars uh, episodes of ours, knows I'm not a fan. And uh, the introduction of midichlorians is one of the worst things that has ever happened in Star Wars, putting it dangerously close to eugenics. And that's just, it's, it's just so bad. It's, it's, again, not that bad comparatively speaking but it's just oh it's so i don't know there again i would just much rather watch other things that are also bad because at least they're like 10 out of 10 i would always watch revenge of the sith no questions asked yeah i think the the question for me is also how bad is the bad stuff of the movie and how good is Mm. the good stuff and I think that this movie, because it has Duel of the Fates, which I think is, as you said, one of the best lightsaber fights ever. And if we go back into yeah. time, seeing just how exciting that was to see for the first time lightsaber duels that have that sort of acrobatics and that kind of fun visual element. And also you do have um, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. I think he's a very charismatic character. Yeah. Um, I think for me, the biggest... Uh, midichlorians is, I mean... Not as not the the connection to eugenics doesn't bother me as much as I think it goes against the entire tenets of Star Wars and what the Force is mm. because the Force is supposed to be this magical element that is somewhat like un- incapable of being understood and it just connects everything and that beauty of the the Force and that kind of it's just it's it's just, we'll get into that when we talk about some of our top stuff. But I think mm-hmm. midichlorian sort of undercuts that entire thing and is is um, what am I trying to say? Is antithetical to the thesis of Star Wars itself, and I think that's a, that's that's insulting. Yeah, as as soon as soon as midichlorians came on the scene, it just made the entire Star Wars universe so much more narrow. Exactly, and we have bad things coming out of that that would you know. Uh, that we would see decades later. We'll get into this, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's just one of the worst. Again, yeah, one of the worst things in Star Wars. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious. What's your number two? Before I get into that, I think what's okay. what's good though about the introduction of the Mandalorians, but also reflective of how bad it was, they haven't been mentioned really ever since right they mm-hmm. or a little bit they have in in the sideline but it really hasn't it's been something that star wars has pivoted away from and i think that's a really good idea um there are some parts of that in in mandalorian season two that we saw we referenced the m count that we saw earlier and i wonder how that's going to play uh, a part but the idea of it is one thing but the execution of it is another so i think it'll be really interesting to see how that moves forward uh but Alas, I think it's it also ruins the idea that like anyone can be uh, like force, you know, a force user. It can be it can come mm-hmm. from anywhere. And this idea that it's the force belongs to all of us and this great power is within any of us. And, you know, it, I think that is so much more powerful of a meaning than then there's this special family who has this really like impressive blood flowing through them that gives them power. <laughs> it's, it's, it just, ah, it, it's so angry. It's so angering, but I, I'll, I'll move off. I'll move on from that and just move on to my number two at this point. Okay. My, my number two is 
Star Wars Episode Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 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 movie Attack of the Clones. All right, we talk about terrible writing. I mean, is there any any in the history of cinema? Is there any worse writing than this movie? Is there anything? Is there <laughs> like the 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 scene on Naboo where Padme and Anakin are talking mm-hmm. to one another? Is the cringiest word? I mean, I guess it's to the point where, like, it's become funny to reference. Uh, I guess there's a redeeming quality that way. It's like this whole culture of watching really, really bad movies to make fun of and just to laugh at. There, there's that that exists. But dear God, wow, bad kid it be. Like, I mean, has George Lucas ever talked to a woman? First of all. Second of all, there isn't any redeeming qualities to this film. There isn't any good scene. There's no good. I mean, there is the scene in the on Geonosis where you have all the Jedi in a circle, but even that isn't great. Like it's anticlimactic in the way, like in every way it goes, like even that last battle sequence is boring. I guess you have Dooku fighting with Anakin, but even that was very like robotic. I guess the most exciting thing about the entire movie is Yoda pulling out his lightsaber for the first time. We get to see Yoda fight, but uh, it's, it's not it's it's nothing that we wanted from a Star Wars film. It is in my mind the worst prequel. In my mind, I think it's it's an absolute nightmare of a movie that has no redeeming qualities. So I mean I don't think it should be I, I, I would be very surprised if it's not one of your top two, but alas, I'm not sure because we're only got two left. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um it was very, very close between my my because i we we've basically switched our number ones and twos you don't know my number one <laughs> i know your number one i would bet i would bet so much money <laughs> you, you can't even believe how much money i would <laughs> i would bet on this um and yeah the the thing that comes to i'm just going to talk about it attack of the clones was my number one but i'm, I'm just going to talk about it now uh the thing that comes to mind when I think about this movie is cringe fest. You already mentioned it. It has the worst writing in Star Wars, and that's saying something. Um, and I want to puke anytime Anakin says anything, especially in his moments of, and I use a million quotation marks here, romance and political discussion with Padme. It's so bad. It's like he is a fascist and an incel, and it's so bad. And Padme isn't much better either when uh, when Anakin tells her that he basically slaughtered the Tusken Raiders. She's like, oh yeah, you know, everybody's grumpy sometimes. Uh, base is, I'm, I mean, uh. I'm paraphrasing here, but that's basically what she's saying. Is like, he literally slaughtered like dozens of people. Um, it's perfectly encapsulated by the fact that everyone's just sitting on couches and stating things without sub any any subtext or nuance. It everything there are some great actors in here. Their performances all fall flat because of the horrible direction by George Lucas. Um the Jedi in general are just idiots and you know, you mentioned Geonosis. It's just too many Jedi. It's just too much. It's it just goes to goes back to how unimaginative George Lucas is. We should have seen it in um, Star Wars Episode Six, when the best thing he came up with was another Death Star, and he, <laughs> he now he just has a million Jedi here. Which I think, personally, thinking about the 
kind of the DNA of Star Wars and what makes this so fascinating. Jedi aren't, I mean, we do see them here still being a an institution throughout the galaxy, but there's just so many of them. And this moment also encapsulates this so much that we don't need a hundred Jedi here. This is too much. And, uh, you know, it's just nobody nobody checked on, on the script. Um, even for a first draft, that would be horrible. And uh, it also has the worst CGI uh, that we've ever seen in a, uh, in a Star Wars movie. And I'm even including Phantom Menace in there. I think, and that's, say, that's weird to say that, but Attack of the Clones is much worse in terms of CGI. Um, and I feel like they just tried to hide the many, many plot holes. I mean, there's more plot holes than plot in here, so it's weird to talk <laughs> about plot holes. It's like, you know, if there, if you have, I don't know, some cloth and it's mostly holes, is it still a cloth? Um, a weird, <laughs> weird metaphor. I don't know, but it's just this movie is just terrible, um, and. I would, yes, I'm going to say it. I would rather watch Rise of Skywalker, which is my number two, which is your number one, uh, which I'm just going to also say, just talk about it now so you can have your probably 15-minute rant. Um, the Rise of Skywalker is a garbage pile of all the Star Wars-related mistakes Disney ever made. Preach. <laughs> they were caving into a, a vocal minority in the wake of The Last Jedi, trying to drown all of the backlash in a tidal wave of fan service, basically, and just ruining not only the finale of this trilogy, but of the trilogy of trilogies as they were trying to market it, which, to be fair, is a really high bar, but they just spectacularly failed on all fronts. And yes, uh, it would have been all different not all different but it would have been different if carrie fisher hadn't died because this movie was supposed to be about her and they couldn't do it but also the sequel trilogy just lacked a coherent vision which is entirely disney's and just to call out someone who we've talked shit about on this podcast before kathleen kennedy's fault just changing directors and heavily altering scripts last minute we have chaotic productions and post-productions and that's just not conducive to creating a good movie. Um, playing it safe doesn't make good movies. It's ruining a an otherwise good trilogy. There is no character development, bad decisions just throughout. We've talked about midichlorians briefly. Everybody has to be related in this stupid version of the Star Wars universe. We have Rey as a Palpatine, which is fine. Like in the movie that is kind of about accepting who you are. But they just don't really go through with it. They they have what again? I think you you were talking about high highs and low lows, and I don't think the highs are that high in here. But it has some good things, and as you mentioned previously, Attack of the Clone has none of this. But at least Rise of Skywalker has some good aspects on it. We have uh, uh, Babu Frick, which is just who is just fun. We have which I enjoy. I'm not sure how you feel about it, but kind of Ben mending things with Han in the vision. We have the split view fight between Kylo Ren on the ship and Rey on Kijimi, which I think just visually is great. And just Kylo Ren in general, I think is the one good thing about this movie. 
um, even though there are some very questionable decisions. But all of this is to say, this is a really bad movie, but I'd still watch it 10 out of 10 over Attack of the Clones. And now the stage is yours, Rashad. Please rant about this thing that is probably, in your mind, the worst thing that has ever come out of Star Wars. It might be the worst thing ever. (laughs) I don't have that much to add in terms of the negative stuff because this movie is just an absolute insult. This movie should never have existed in the way that it did. This movie was made by cowards who don't know anything about anything. This movie angered me more in cinemas than any film except for one. And the one other film was what I call The Atrocity. This was the live action remake mm-hmm. of Avatar The Last Airbender, which was, I think, the only... Actually, no. Yeah, that is the worst thing ever made. This is number two. It it angered me so much to the point... I would 100% rather watch Clone Wars Episode 2 because... Oh, Clone, uh, sorry, Star Wars Episode 2 because at least it can be funny and because it's so bad. You can just laugh at the crazy, stupid things that George Lucas wrote. This film... Oh dear lord. Um I I just think it's the most offensive thing that I've ever seen. <laughs> and I think it it has no redeeming qualities. I hate the Han coming back in a for- as a pseudo force ghost whatever the hell that mm. was. I hate like the Kylo Ren arc, the kiss at the end. are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> like even things that were maybe visually cool like the Kajimi fight that you mentioned. How does that work? What is going on here? There is nothing it just makes no sense and it is absolutely ridiculous honestly i think that i think it took everything that was bad or everything that was good about the last jedi and threw it in the trash and the messages about like the force and unifying and love and everything and i mean i there's no secret that i love the last jedi and that's fine you can love the last jedi and also no, you can't love the last Jedi. Sorry, and, and love this film because this is filled with the exact opposite. You can hate the last Jedi, <laughs> no. and I would agree. I, I would okay. We can have a discussion about the last Jedi as a film because you know there are different themes or whatever. There's negatives about that film for sure. But the thing is, this movie single-handedly upset everybody, and I think what we're talking about, especially because you mentioned it as the pet, like the, the you know the pinnacle of a trilogy of trilogies. 50 years of storytelling culminating into one movie that was going to bring everything together and create such a great narrative for all Star Wars (laughs) fans to come together and become as one and rise up against the evil together. And nothing. Absolute garbage on the screen for three straight hours. They tried to kill Chewie. They brought him back. They, like, tried to do... They, like, tried to cram, like unnecessary um like plot devices in the middle of this film for some reason they had a great um asian american actor that was like it had a starring role in the last jedi and was as phenomenal and then they sidelined her because of racial backlash they like couldn't they they just listened to all the worst voices out there and had no i just like they they had no courage in their own convictions and they could do nothing as screenwriters and, and, and adapters of an amazing story. And I just, I will never forgive them for this film because they, this film is the most egregious thing. And it might not be the worst technical thing in the world because there may be visually stuff. Some of the shots are quite nice. The, the one shot at the opens the film with the iceberg reflected in the water. That's beautiful shot. I agree. Fine. 
Oh, but God, this film angers me to the point where I can't. I just, I, I, my blood is boiling right now, and I'm just sitting here talking and thinking about this film. I can't. We have to move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, oh, that's my number know, one. If me... that wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I thought Avatar was your number one. It just transcends every genre. <laughs> oh my god! Um, I'll never forgive M Night Shyamalan. No, ever. We're, we're not. We're not gonna talk. We're not gonna talking. We're going Otherwise, this podcast is gonna be going on for hours. Um, I'm just going to say one thing, and it's really sad that I'm pretty sure this is the. No, this is not the only. St- sorry, never mind. Never mind. It's all good. Um, yeah. So let's let's calm down. Everybody, take a breath and you're talking to me right you yes <laughs> everybody take a big breath everything's fine there are good things about star wars as well and we're going to talk about them um should we switch it up should i go first or well it's kind of funny goes? um yeah i think you should go first because i need to really take a break <laughs> <laughs> i mean we can take a real break if you want no 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 let's keep going okay so, our top four of our favorite Star Wars media. It's it's an interesting process to to think of these things um, in good old analog Chris fashion. I did what I always do. I, I got out some pieces of paper and just manually ranked them. And it's surprising how quickly there were there was a top tier list in my mind and I just had to make a few decisions, but overall I just went with my gut feeling and here it is. There are some really good things I want to say that didn't make it. And we might talk about that later, but for now, my number four is Clone Wars season five, um, which might not necessarily be the best season if you just look at a season what they do but emotionally it is incredible we have you know things that are just pleasant we have some nice appearances by hondo onaka everyone's favorite pirate we have so and sila which was interesting and then we very very quickly get into amazing territory here we have maul's genius machinations on mandalore and his revenge on obi-wan killing satine um and we have sidious just wrecking him and billy bob uh we have (laughs) billy bob (laughs) (laughs) i'm i mean we've established this right i'm not gonna say his one of the worst star wars names ever i love it um (laughs) uh everybody you know if you want to hear us talk more about billy bob there is an episode named after him so go back and uh, listen to that and um yeah we have sidious in again what is one of the best lightsaber fights ever uh just wrecking them killing billy bob and defeating maul Uh, and we have what i think is one of the most emotional arcs in star wars the bombing of the jedi temple and the ostracizing of ahsoka despite anakin's efforts and then even after she is reinstated and her innocence is proven she leaves the order in the end which 
honestly is epic obviously the, that was for a time the finale of the entire show and goes back to seasons of falling in love with this character but honestly you were just talking about a lack of courage uh, when it came to something else that we're not going to mention ever again but we uh this took courage honestly having somebody leave the jedi and not in a way that okay they're turning into a sith but just saying no this is not for me the jedi order is flawed that's incredible for star wars uh medium at especially at the time now we have more dare, dare i say it experimental things when it comes to star wars um people taking more liberty than i would say some quite dogmatic views on what can be included in star wars and what cannot and this one was one of the first things i saw that did something that i just didn't expect and i really i, I want to thank you here publicly rashad not just for starting this podcast with me which you know it all originated with clone wars but just introducing the show to me because it is one of the best Star Wars things and one of my favorite shows of all time, probably. Um, and this is my favorite season of it. So this is my number four. This is such a great episode of television. And I think that anyone should think, like, listen to us as we speak about this. And it, you should know now to watch star wars clone wars it is an amazing show that even though i did mention the first season is one of the worst um things of star wars by the <laughs> end it is so hard to take away like you know from the highs of the highs that the show the show gets to and you talking about season five just it just filling me with joy to think about all the amazing things that happened in that season and how beautiful it was and emotional as you said and brave and all the great things that we think about with Clone Wars. And you like halfway through your talk, I was tempted to drop other things off my list and add it on just to show how good <laughs> that this, how good this show is. But this is like season five is an amazing uh, season of television and I'll never forget it for sure. And, you know, if the show had ended with season five, I think it still would have been worth watching for sure because mm -hmm. this season is incredible. And I think it also cemented the legacy of, some of the best characters we've ever seen in in Star Wars, and that is Darth Maul and Ahsoka, two of which mm -hmm. they're almost their entire arcs. I mean, you know, Darth Maul's a little bit of an appearance, and Ahsoka now has a little bit of a live action, but are are all animated, and it is absolute genius. So uh, thank you, Dave Filoni, for creating Ahsoka and building up Maul into a character that we love to hate and love to love as well. So in this just moral gray that this show um, operates within in this season is incredible. And also the darkness of the scenes on Mandalore in particular is just this show has this season has everything. So kudos to you for picking it. I love this season of television. Now thinking about it, it's probably my number five. So I, I just I, I just mm -hmm. love it so much. What's your number four? All right, number four, Star Wars Episode Eight. Mm -hmm. I mean, we talked about all the things I hate about the the name, the movie that shall not be named, and <laughs> Episode Eight is everything that's not that's not that. It the Episode Eight takes risks. It moves in a new direction. It um, it is visually <laughs> unforgettable. This movie. Mm -hmm 
some of the the fight sequences in it um, on Hoth or not on Hoth. Wow, I I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> on the yeah. salt on the salt the planet. salt planet salt planet in the throne room. Even like the on the island, the training with Luke. Like there is so much going on in this show that this movie. Sorry, I think that is absolutely beautiful. And then it does highlight the underlying message of what I believe Star Wars to be about this force that connects all of us together and belongs to no one. And Luke objectively says this, like he said, Oh, sorry. Outright says this to Ray about how no one can control the force because the force is something that is beyond any singular organization, even, and it belongs to everybody. And then even things like the stable kids at the end, reinforcing that message that the force lies within everything and connects all people together and can come from anywhere. And these ideas is so much connected to what star wars really fundamentally is it is yes it's a space opera but it's a space fantasy and the fan what is the core of any fantasy story is the hero's journey and the hero can come from anyone any person from a village in the middle of nowhere in medieval wherever the hell or in one random desert planet can be called to greatness because not because of who they are but because of the Oh, I guess because of who they are, not because of their blood, but because of what they can do. And I think that was an it's an absolutely amazing show, this one. Yes, the Cancel Bite stuff was long, but I mean, so what? Like, it's just Cancel Bite, like, whatever. <laughs> it's I think it's just a great movie, and I, I will, like, go to my grave loving this film as one of my favorite Star Wars things. I'm going to say it was really difficult. This is my number five. Um, I I think yeah, as you said, it, it's just visually stunning. Definitely the best of the best in Star Wars as a whole. There are some an, amazing moments in other media, but this one is just jaw droppingly amazing. Um, and it has so many things I love about it. Um, yeah, but I think one thing that has really solidified in my mind about this movie that i love but the one th the one thing aside from maybe cantobite being not handled as well as it could have been is that i am convinced i think finn should have sacrificed himself uh, that's the one thing that i've weirdly come to realize that this is like this is a strong opinion that I hold, uh, and uh, that sometimes you know detracts from my enjoyment. Uh, but maybe that's also just because of what came afterwards. Um, so yeah, yes. it's an it's a spectacular <laughs> it's a spectacular movie, no doubt about it. And it it hurt not to include it in my top four, but I'm glad that I mean I'm sure I was sure you're going to include it. Um, so I'm glad we got to talk about it a little bit. Um, my number three is The Mandalorian Season 2. Nice. I think The, Mandal the Mandalorian as a whole is uh, the first really great show to come out of Disney's ownership of Star Wars. The first season was a very contained story set in the universe uh, and upon its success... Um, they just expanded the scope. And so season two includes many, many people we know and love, like Ahsoka, like Bo-Katan, like Boba, who in this show is 
handled way better than in a different one. Um, we have Thrawn at least being mentioned, but who is just whose shadow is just looming, and us, you know, those of us who know who he is, it means something to him. It is honestly Dave Filoni as uh, at its best, even though he's not the the sole creator of this show, but it just combines so many things that we love about Star Wars into one and adds amazing new things to it obviously uh, we have from the first season already mando and grogu we have moff gideon but we have um people like fennec shand like mayfeld who yes he uh he is in season one but uh, in this season he just he just out he just he's just uh, uh, incredible we have the dark troopers which i just found incredibly fascinating and we have a lot of things adding to the lore um of star wars and i mean it starts off kind of not great with the first two episodes but the rest is a roller coaster ride with so many outstanding moments, I can't. Even, I was I was trying to list them all, and then I realized this is too much. I need I need to focus on a few. Um, we have the Mandalorian raid on the spaceship, which is just a lot of like a great action set piece. We have basically all of Ahsoka in this show, which is I mean, it's just an episode, but what an episode that is! I mean, can oh. we talk about the visuals, please? Oh, and just oh the sheer enjoyment of having Ahsoka there and how she has matured. Um, and the finale, are you kidding me? I mean, this is one of the most ex exciting moments in all of Star Wars. So, of course, it's in my top four. And it's just it's just a great show. I'm, I can't wait for season three. But for now, season two is my number three. Yeah, I mean, I have no, I have no, no disagreements. It's actually on my list as well, um, but it'll come up in a bit. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to be very sacrilegious. I do this moving forward, by the way. Um, but my number mm -hmm. three is Star Wars Episode Five, mm -hmm. the best Star Wars movie. Um, I think it's the, in terms of its its tightness, in terms of from beginning to end, it's incredible. Um, you know, Han and Leia's relationship blossoming in the way that it does is incredible. Um, there's just so many things. The most annoying thing about this film is C-3PO, and I think that's a point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it, it's an incredible movie. I love it. Um, I think uh, from from the beginning in Hoth to Bespin to uh, every place you go, obviously the biggest twist reveal in the history of cinema, arguably, um, mm -hmm. the, the reveal really of Darth Vader's powers to an extent that is incredible uh, you have there's so many things happening on this show uh, I think really the, the, what we what we imagine about Han Solo is really all created in this movie um, and what we imagine of Luke Skywalker actually actually Luke Skywalker's images I think is also really brought up in episode 6 too but when we think of all these characters and how they come together and this beautiful um, symphony of in, in all in one cinema in the freak like all oh, like in the 80s right is i think an incredible achievement and, and in my mind the best star wars film and i think that it deserves to be on any list and i suspect it is on yours as well it is uh but later uh so i'm going to talk about it then um but yeah i mean 
definitely the best Star Wars movie. Uh, no doubt about it. Okay, my number two is... We talked about it at length in the last few weeks. Andor season one. And I think this is the most... Ex- I would I would say, okay, this is... This this might be a little bit too much, but maybe this is also recency bias, but this might be the most sophisticated Star Wars medium we uh, piece of media we have seen so far. Definitely the first that is absolutely not for children. And it's like four different movies that all revol- revolve around the same person. And it just so happens to be set in the Star Wars universe. We don't have many things that are like pillars of star wars uh we don't have a lot of fun action sequences we don't have the like witty banter humor we barely have any aliens as well which is interesting Uh, we just have a lot of socio-political commentary about fascism which just goes to the core of uh of star wars and in a time when Disney doesn't seem to know what it wants to do with the franchise, and after two lackluster shows earlier this year, I didn't expect one of the best Star Wars media ever to come out now. <laughs> like, I'm just, I love it a lot. I put it on number two because I definitely think it is the best piece of star wars tv but because it has been so recent i i just couldn't put it higher because i want to see how it evolves in my mind and that's not to say that this you know it does it's not not necessarily something that goes against this show i'm just being a little cautious here and just you know we were talking about the like track record of star wars in general and how probably the negatives of a way the positives and at least in quantity but this show is just incredible i know i kind of i wasn't as enthusiastic about the finale but overall this show has an incredibly high average and it is basically perfect, as perfect as it's going to get. Definitely eclipses the uh, the movie that it is kind of based on, that I also really, really love. And it's just incredible. I'm sure we're going to hear your opinion on it later. Uh, but first, what's your number two? My number two is the aforementioned Mando season two. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one incredible episode of tel- season of television. Um, I think that... Well, the couple, first couple episodes were, as you said, limited. Um, I, they were at least the first one was entertaining. I think there's only one episode really in this season that is a dud, and that is the frog episode. Mm-hmm. But everything else, I think, what's interesting about this episode is that it is everything that Star Wars fandom has become in terms of it is a culmination of. It's actually, it, it, to a certain extent, assumes the mantle that Episode Nine was supposed to assume, and that is, it is the everything of the culmination of Star Wars fandom. Uh, bringing Luke Skywalker back in the way that it does, Ahsoka coming, Bo-Katan coming, Thrawn looming large, and new characters like Moff Gideon and the man and Mando and like and Grogu and all of these things all coming together. And on a week to week basis, I can't remember a television show that wowed us like this in terms of like 
every single week we learn something new. We learn Grogu's name. What? Ahsoka's back. She has the two white lightsabers. What? Like like the dark troopers, of course. <laughs> Boba Fett's coming back. Fennec Sean's a freaking a- like not asshole, uh, badass. Um, like Robert Rodriguez comes in and just like kills it for an episode as a director. Like every single like this is just. I just loved like this episode was just this season of television was just a freaking roller coaster. It was beautifully shot throughout the season. It was well written. It was thought through. It took swings in a way that was incredible. And obviously, like at the end, there has been a there's always a revisionist history to something, especially something that comes out now. And there's like, okay, Luke comes. We're just like, oh my god, this blows our mind. At least me, in particular. And then there's like a backlash, like two years later where people are like but that i don't think is like fan servicey bs and i don't think that's the fault of this season of television i think it's more of a fault of subsequent seasons of television um notably boba fett and obi-wan just being bad shows that i think did mm-hmm. not reach the heights of this show and i think I, I it really upsets me when people conflate those two shows with the mandalorian because the mandalorian especially in season two takes it to a new height it is an absolutely incredible television show because it's able to balance, as you said, everything that is involved, the legacy of Star Wars and the beautiful of the new things. And those two things coming together in one television show just made for an epic ride, a show that you wait for the minute it's going to release so you can watch it. And no, it just it, it's such a great season of television. It's something that I'll never forget. And I think that the Mandalorian itself as a show season one and two has, is, is the pillar upon which all modern fandom is built now for star Wars. So everyone like this, it's just a new entry point for so many people. It is the, it is the, 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 the engine that moves Disney plus star Wars television. And I, I honestly think that the second season was just is so incredible. And I mean, on a list of all amazing things uh, and all the things that we love, um, it's just kind of sad that we couldn't put everything on the on the top four list. But Mando season two, I would I just cannot wait for the next season of television. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and definitely agree about Boba and Obi-Wan. Though, to be fair, uh, they also didn't have as much budget, which... You know, I mean, Boba just was a failure from beginning to end, but Obi-Wan had its moments. And I uh, I always, uh, I often wonder what if they just had a good writer instead of the one that they got uh, and some more money. Wait, how do you, wait, I don't know about the budget of like, how do they not have the budget for Obi-Wan? That's absolutely incredible. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, they, it had like half the budget of Mandalorian. Uh and yeah they also again they had production issues <gasps> and star wars really <laughs> yeah they had to they had to uh, hire a second writer who then just basically saved or tried to save the finale and basically rewrote the last two episodes after they weren't happy with the direction of what the first writer did who did, did like two solid episodes and then it just veered off into weirdness and uh yeah it's very disappointing that a show like kenobi that has that is about one of the central figures of star wars history did not get the funding it deserved and yeah i don't know i don't know what again i don't know what's what disney is doing um i wonder if now that bob Iger is back 
uh, may, what the future holds for Disney and Star Wars, but I guess we'll see. Um, for now, we're going to talk about our favorite Star Wars things. It's f probably fairly obvious what our number ones are. I think I just took the more traditionalist view. I couldn't bring myself to not uh, pick Empire Strikes Back as my number one because I think it is just foundational for everything we love about Star Wars. It It is either solidifying what came before in A New Hope or establishing new things that have just now become, that have just been iconic ever since. We have one of the best movies of all time, one of the best sequels ever made, in my opinion. Uh, so many great things about it. Obviously, you know, it helps that George Lucas wasn't really involved. Um, Leia's and Han's relationship maturing is amazing. Uh, the addition of Lando as a character and all of the things, all of the back and forth on Bespin is amazing, as is Hoth. Uh, Yoda training Luke in the ways of the Force, just adding to the lore of what the Force is and what Jedi are. The relationship between Luke and Vader developing so that the reveal at the end has the impact that it has, as you said, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, reveals and twists in cinema history the writing is impeccable the dialogue the relationship the world building and not to forget the music oh my god we finally have the imperial march something that a lot of people forget a lot of people just associated so much with the empire and specifically vader which i think just you know it goes to show how incredible this movie is but a lot of people forget that in uh, the original Star Wars movie, that piece of music did not exist and it really carries a lot of weight in this movie. It is a perfect movie. Maybe, again, as close as it gets, one or two things that aren't great, um, as we have talked about previously as well. C-3PO is just an abusive asshole in this movie and the little uh, interlude on the in the cave with uh, Han and Leia and Chewie, etc. Wasn't maybe necessary, but apart from that, I think it's a perfect movie, the best Star Wars movie easily. And I'm just curious of like about whether it's going to hold the top position in my heart when it comes to Star Wars. I, you know, I just went a little safer with my choices here because I've loved Empire for decades now and we I love Mandalorian and Andor as well but I've only known it for a few weeks <laughs> or a few years at this point and I'm curious to see down the line how that is going to change and for now yeah this is my top four of my favorite Star Wars things and please now take the stage Rashad to talk about your favorite Star Wars piece of media. Uh, before I do that, um, I think that <laughs> there is no doubt that without Empire Strikes Back, there is no Star Wars the way it is. Mm. Um, I think that without such a successful sequel, Star Wars could have easily become something like Willow. Willow was a, is a cult classic high fantasy by George Lucas in the 80s. 
and it never had a sequel and never grew mm-hmm. and it never had that same success. And I think that it is on the back of Star Wars Empire Strikes Back that an entire universe was built. So I think it's it's hard to discount the importance of that film on top of how good of a movie it is. And as you said, I mean, we've loved it for decades, our entire lives. We love that movie because it is the best Star Wars movie ever made. And it is the movie that every subsequent Star Wars film will be judged by. Similarly, Mandalorian is the show that with, uh, by which every um, Star Wars show will be judged by, except for my number one. <laughs> yes. And that is Andor. Call it recency bias. What? It's not Clone Wars season two. <laughs> <laughs> call it recency bias. Call it what you will. This show was an absolute marvel from beginning to end. I cannot thank Tony Kilroy enough for bringing this into my life. And that's what these top fours are to do. These capture whatever moment we're feeling at the time. Sorry, whatever we're feeling mm-hmm. at the moment. And at this moment in time, I, I and I reserve the right in the future to put, you know, episode five back on top of Andor if I want to. But Andor season one, it blew my mind and brought a dimension of Star Wars I didn't think was possible. And that in and of itself, it is an, an incredible achievement. Not only was it building, not only did it build something out of nothing, it built something on top of something that was already built. It's like building a skyscraper on top of the Empire State Building. That's basically what Andor did. And <laughs> it was an absolutely, like, it was such an incredible ride from beginning to end. Every episode brought something new. Every arc, the way it was even structured because of the three episode arcs throughout the season, which is like little movies essentially as you go along, it... I okay. So when I think of Empire Strikes Back, or, or even uh, you know, um, uh, did a Mando season two or episode eight or whatever it is, it's like, oh my god, this is incredible. This is so fun. This is like, what a great ride. When I watch Andor, I just am. I, I am in awe of what was done on the screen. I just don't understand how good it can be. Like, how good? Can, how can you create something this good? How can you, you know? develop characters in the span of three episodes that we love and then move on. And we love the characters. We're attached to them when they pass away or whatever happens. We feel so sad and we move on to the next one and it just keeps rolling. And this ability to move and be malleable and always on the go, but always high, high quality to end to the point where every single side character has its perspective, has a, has a role, has a meaning. It, it is an, absolute joy to watch and not only the fact that it was so fun it was unpredictable it was as you said adults it was complex it was morally gray it had high-minded political rhetoric on the side of um like just day-to-day grime like empire like totalitarianism just like oh my god it had everything this show it (laughs) is it's a marvel and i can i don't know what to say other than the fact that this show um created something i did not think was possible to be created andor sees the first season of andor is is just a work of art i i i mean it's all superlatives at this point absolutely i mean yeah it it kind of gave us something that we didn't think could exist something that maybe we didn't even you know, I think it was possible th- something we didn't know we wanted until it happened. And it is, it's incredible. And it's going to be really difficult to 
for, for other shows to follow in its wake, but we have a lot of exciting shows coming out in the next year as well. So let's see. <laughs> Maybe our ranking will change wildly after the next year of Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, just in the next year, we have um, Ahsoka coming out. We have Mando Season 3. We have yeah. The Bad Batch Season 2. We have things coming that I think have the potential to be really exciting. And we never... And, and no, Ender Season 2 is going to come out in 2024. But still, like, there's a lot of things coming down the pipeline that I'm really excited about. Yeah. And I mean, we'll cover it all on Serially Hooked. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's an absolute joy and pleasure always to talk about Star Wars with you. And now we talked about the best and the worst, but mostly the best. Let's remember the best. And it's very exciting. I I just I'm so happy of the turnaround. Now at the end of this year, after again like a year that didn't start great in terms of uh, Star Wars, but now we're I'm hopeful again and so pumped for next year of the next year of Star Wars and the next year of Seriously Hooked. And uh, thank you for listening. I really enjoyed you know doing this with you, Chris. And I'm really jumping around with my subjects and my pronouns here, but uh <laughs> i want to thank the listener for joining us this year it's been a fun ride and i'm very excited to see what comes next um tune in next time as we rank and create a battle royale of all of the droids or all of our favorite droids in star wars history what a thing it's, this will be i guess and with that um, if you enjoyed the show give us a five star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and we'll talk to you next time bye